Welcome to the Curiosity Pod. I'm your host, Aliza Kelly. Hello, everyone. Happy Virgo season and happy Mercury retrograde. And I am not saying that sarcastically. (laughs) I really mean it. Happy Mercury retrograde. I know, I know, Mercury retrograde often signals disaster. (laughs) It's the time when everything falls apart. But honestly, is it? Or is it just our favorite scapegoat? (laughs) Today, I'm going to argue that this upcoming Mercury retrograde is actually very advantageous. Um, that there's a lot of magic baked into this. I I don't know what the background of this recording is going to sound like, but in our previous recording for the Curiosity Pod, I was in New York City and I sort of gave a disclaimer of all of the sirens and honks and street sounds that were going to be inevitably folded into the audio. And in this case, I'm upstate And the window is open, even though I'm not outside, but we have some beautiful crickets and frogs and maybe a cicada or two. And and I feel like that really is the perfect audio soundscape for the end of the summer as we begin to transition into, well, this this new this new mutable moment moving away from our fixed energy of Leo, moving into that mutable Virgo tonality, the mutable signs, of course, signaling change, signaling transformation, signaling a shift in our awareness of space. And I think that that's also really important to emphasize because when we think about Virgo, we can think about Virgo as this meticulous, perfectionist. Virgo as the the sort of like granular <laughs> editor who wants to improve systems, who wants to come in and fix things up and Virgo who is really concerned about the ingredients, the recipe, what's baked into an idea, how we're spending our time, what the concept is, how it's being executed. You know, of course Virgo can get a little Uh, over the top with its refinement, but that's the way it changes things. That's the way it expresses its mutability, is through that discernment, is through that real attention to detail and focus. All of our mutable signs, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, Pisces, occur at the end of seasons, at the transition of these different important movements, right? So we are still in summer, but our summer looks different than it did in Leo season. It's just inevitably going to. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, the sun is starting to set a little sooner. You know, we're starting to see some some changing leaves a little bit, and that's, of course, going to amplify and increase over the next few weeks. And I think that that distinction from Leo season is significant. I think that there's some, there's some real value in recognizing that we are 
moving into a space of transformation. And let's talk about Leo season, what the past couple of weeks have been. So in addition to all of our Leos, of course, (laughs) being the stars of the show, duh, it's also been um, Venus, right, who has really been the, the star of the cosmic show on the exact same day that Leo season started. Venus went retrograde. Match that with, (laughs) partner that, mirror that, reflect that with on the exact same day that Virgo season is starting, Mercury goes retrograde. Isn't that intriguing? We say tank, right? There are no coincidences. Feels very tank to me to have these really meaningful retrograde motions coinciding with the very, with the dawn of a season, with that zero degree point When the sun enters zero degree Leo, Leo season, zero degree Virgo, Virgo season. So Leo season was really about us finding our confidence, identifying our values, figuring out who we are, what we care about, what matters to us. And on uh, August 13th, which was the Venus Kazemi, Venus switched from an evening star to a morning star and thus, you know, is is now really integrating those lessons into its expression of self. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because Mercury retrograde is going to coincide with Venus retrograde. We're going to have two personal planet retrogrades And when I say personal planets, I'm referring to those celestial bodies that are on our side of the asteroid belt. So for personal planet retrogrades, we have three options. It's a Mercury, it's a Venus, or it's a Mars because the sun and moon don't go backwards. Um, And then all the outer planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, all of those celestial bodies also go backwards, but but their retrogrades aren't as day-to-day impactful. We experience those retrogrades more uh, generationally or we'll experience them more sort of in the backdrop, in the background. They'll sort of slow some, some bigger concepts down. But these personal planet retrogrades, the Mercury's, the Venus's, and the Mars, those we feel day to day. Those are not ignorable. <laughs> we cannot overlook those retrogrades. So when we have two planets retrograde at the same time, personal planets like a Venus and a Mars, or <laughs> like a Mercury and a Mars, ah! like a Mercury and a Venus, oh my gosh, I'm getting Mercury retrograded already. When we have two planets that are retrograde like Mercury and Venus, like we do now, it's easy to get sort of uh, overwhelmed <laughs> by, by, by just that heavy dose of backwards energy and for us to start to catastrophize and think, oh gosh, like, is this, is this going to be a really shitty time because we have this double dose of backwards influence? And I am here to tell you that it is not. It is not a shitty time. There are lots of really exciting and important considerations for you to keep in mind with this with this beautiful mercury retrograde namely so let's get into it let's get started on this 
To continue enjoying this episode and for full access to all Curiosity Pod episodes, join my Substack, The Curiosity Report. Each week, you'll receive my written newsletter, The Curiosity Diary, as well as this podcast, which includes interviews with experts, thought leaders, mystics, and overall fascinating individuals. Go to elizakelly.substack.com and join today for only $5. That's elizakelly.substack.com. See you there.